Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Has anyone got any idea what we did to deserve this? (laughs) Uh, The thing is, it, it doesn't feel quite as pointed because it was quite clear to see, and this isn't pessimism, I'm not having that. It was quite clear to see from the end of the first half, a half which we completely dominated, completely controlled, completely dominated. Profligate with a few chances and probably didn't create as many quality chances as we should have done. It was quite clear to see that it was going to be one of those afternoons because Wolves showed on occasion in a few kind of little breaks here and there that they are still dangerous. We know Wolves can be a dangerous team. I was saying to Tom Foynes uh, before before the game, you know, half his family are all Wolves, um, his in-laws. He lives up there. And I was just saying, like, you know, with all due respect, well, he doesn't have any split loyalties at all, but, you know, just, mate, I just hate them. I I feel that I there's something about wolves. Like they are like for, you know all the sort of Yadar Brexit rhetoric. They're a proper club. They are you know they got heritage, good fan base, like famous ish you know stadium and just a sort of aura about the club. You know proper football club. Um, but I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. They're another one of those teams that despises us. They're sort of, I'd say they're in that weird kind of Southampton bracket of hating us. Um, I guess there's more of the history with us, the UEFA Cup final. They've got more of a reason to sort of dislike us, but you know, I think most of the people alive today, well, not alive today, that's a bit dramatic, isn't it? But a lot of the young fans today don't really feel any of that. Um, it's just another like meme, isn't it? It's just another kind of club that seems to hate Tottenham. Uh and it's always, I, th- I think it's generally always just a miserable occasion when we play them. One of the games I've gotten the most angry at ever was when they were, when they're in the Premier League. I think it was probably late noughties. Um, they had that sort of gold kit and Carl Henry was playing for them. And I've banged on about this story before on pods, but like, he was just on a mission to break legs, like just nasty tackles. And uh, yeah, I just remember like singling him out, like just shouting at him constantly to the point when I knew I knew he could hear me, like shouting at me. Um, obviously, if he did turn and sort of look at me, I'd point, nah, it's up there, mate. Nah, some geezer behind me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, m- miserable game. And of course, Arsenal... Arsenal came back from losing 2-0 at home to Bournemouth. Of course, of course they came back and won 3-2. Of course they did. Of course they did. You know how this goes. You know how this goes by now, folks. Like, 
this is just when when things are shit for Tottenham, they're shit, you know, and there is a lot of kind of I guess conversation about what do Spurs fans have to complain about? They're fourth in the league. I think we're still fourth for the time being. We're in the final state, latter stages anyway, of the Champions League. But it's not fun, is it? None of it's been fun. The reason why we're in these positions, in my opinion, is because we have Harry Kane. Like, I, I, I honestly, sorry, I think it is as simple as that. We have a good squad. We have a, a decent squad with some good players in it that is just just so tepid and so boring and is just coached within an inch of their lives of just absolutely wrung of any expression or this is why it's so fucking mad that we bring on Lucas Mora that we've done it again today but there's nothing about this team that sparks joy as anybody that's watched Marie Kondo will know her famous expression cling on to things that spark joy you know there's nothing about this team that sparks joy other than Harry Kane right now. Um, the geezer's on another planet. He's having an amazing season again. And he, we are, we are in this position because of him. Sorry, we are. Take him out of the team. We lose him this summer. I think we're in big trouble. I, I, I really think we're in big trouble. Um... This has got this. Uh, he's got to go, surely. Come on, you know the. I know he he hasn't had control over his gallbladder and the timing of all this stuff is very unfortunate. But even prior to that, man, he was teetering on the on the brink, you know. And this is just no, nobody's enjoying this. Nobody's the players don't look like they're enjoying it. He's definitely not enjoying himself. None of the fans are. What are we doing here? Let's just fucking stop beating around the bush. Let's get fucking Pochettino back. And let's just try and fucking enjoy football again. Because I'm, I'm done with the kind of... The, the conversations about him not winning anything. Us aspiring to be more... Look, we've had Mourinho and now Conte. Both of them haven't been able to get a tune out of us. But at least when we had Pochettino in charge, we had a good laugh. And there's unfinished business there. There is. I've seen kind of it said that, you know, he's been sat about not doing anything for a while. He didn't do very well at PSG. He won a fucking league at a canter at PSG. You know, I, I he didn't do bad. I'm not I'm not buying that shit. Like PSG are a bin fire and he did pretty much as well as could be expected. I'd say, all right, maybe maybe he could have won the Champions League, but still Every like, if anybody can say with any sort of certainty that the Champions League latter stages are anything other than glorified potluck, really, always has been, always been that way. Um, potluck or Real Madrid win it. It's generally how it goes. Uh, it's just getting back. Just getting back now. I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm, I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of this tepid. Boring football. I'm tired of Tottenham Hotspur conceding a half 
to Sheffield United away. It doesn't matter away, that kind of lessens the case, doesn't it? But sitting back and absorbing pressure against a team in a lower division than us, hoping to wear them down to fucking whatever, explode in the second half and all this. It's boring. There's no, there's just no, and the thing is, there's no urgency to any of our play. Even when we did go down to Sheffield United the other day, as when we went down to Wolves today, you don't suddenly see the players go, fuck, right, chase every ball, always be an option for one of my teammates, make runs, provide people with options. In the face of every opposition player, get the ball off of them. Get the ball up the pitch. We ha- we cannot lose this game. Just complete surrender again, and it's just it's so mad to me under this serial winner. All that stuff we've heard. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's no. There's no fight. There's no spirit. There's nothing. It's it's miserable, and I'm sick of it. I don't. You know, I don't care if we can still get into the top four. I'm not bothered. I, I want to enjoy football again. I want to enjoy football. I want to feel connected to the club, to the squad, to the coaching staff. I want to feel connected to the idea of something more, of something bigger, of something better. I want to be sold a vision. I want to believe in something. I don't want to be told constantly to manage my expectations to be told that oh we can't expect any better what we do, what we doing what we playing at here you know and this isn't all just about conte this stuff it does bleed down i've, I've been i've been coming around to this perspective a lot more lately i was tweeting about it the other day you know a lot of this does bleed down from levy it does i'm sorry i think it does now i, I you anybody that's listened to this for a while will know my position on him i've always been pretty on the fence i don't think he's this kind of malevolent entity that a lot of our fan base seem to think he is at the moment. Um, I think he's done a hell of a lot for Tottenham. He's transformed Tottenham into a super club from the sort of doldrums we were in, in a lot of the Premier League era, or at least the early elements of the Premier League. Basically, ever since the 80s, when we were really good in the 80s, so I'm told, it all went downhill from there till what? Like... The mid to late noughties. And yeah, he's done a lot. He's done a lot. But now we're in this position. We can't be having this. You can't... He, he's transformed us into this super club. That's great. He's brought in Antonio Conte. He's tried to spend money on Ndombele, on Porro. Okay, I'll concede that. He's, you know, he's, he's fighting, competing against Petro States. I also understand this, right? But at the same time, the message is clear and consistent. Don't expect too much. It would be nice. It would be nice if we could get somewhere. But, you know, what can we be expected to do, really? We've just got to wait and see. I'm tired of it, man. It's tepid. It's meek. It's boring, even if it is delusional. You want to be hearing... The people that run your club saying, 
We want to win the lot. That's what we're aiming for. We're not looking at kind of consolidating a place in the top four. We're not looking at, you know, trying our best to, you know, but it's hard, but, you know, we've got to just, just, just fucking sell it to us. Sell it to us, sell it to the players. Tell them that we want to win the lot. It has to be, because we cannot continue. You cannot continue to go out in the fashion that we did against... That that performance against Sheffield United was a pattern of behaviour. It's consistent with us in the FA Cup. That just to concede it because it doesn't really matter. It's not our priority. Shouldn't be our sole priority. I agree with that. I think some people go the other way. Oh, I don't I don't care about, you know, anything else. Let's just win the FA Cup. That's all we should do. No, we can I'm pretty certain we could still have made more of a fist to that FA Cup game and still try and get into the top four. You know, like it's just, it's bizarre. You know, the club want to slap to dare us to do on everything, get us all G'd up, but they don't. It's it's so fucking risk averse. Everything about it. And Conte is just, he's perfect for that. But it's been, it's been a bad fit from day one. You know, it's, We know what happens. We know what happens. Conte goes to Madrid or wherever after this, wins something big, and everyone has a laugh. Ha ha ha! Look, Antonio Conte, since he's left Spurs, has done yeah, fine, whatever. I really don't give a fuck. You know, I really don't care. I just don't. I don't want him managing the football club anymore. I don't. And yeah, okay. I can say I would like Daniel Levy to to sell the club. We're hearing this stuff about, you know, uh, whatever, the guys that own McLaren or something, or apparently they've all met in Bahrain at the F1. And maybe that's sort of half a conversation. I would imagine a lot of the conversation is about the F1 partnership and the way we can activate that, the way they can kind of get involved in that, you know. I'm sure it's not just a meeting about, oh, do you want to buy the club? It might be one of those things that at the end of it, they say, oh, right, so... You ever gonna sell any of the club, Daniel? Like, what? What? How much would it take? Kind of thing. But I just, I don't, I don't see the ownership going anywhere. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see really what's in it for them, um, because they've successfully made the club a, you know, uh, a huge money making vessel, and yeah, that is largely through their own endeavor and their own kind of, you know smarts in the market and knowing how to do this stuff but a big element of this is fans playing paying extortionate ticket prices you know we charge more than the likes of man united and and such and i just i think it's it just look if i'm going to be childish about it it isn't fair it isn't fair that we have to kind of foot the bill of this stuff and still be told, well, you know, we can't really, we can't really compete, can we? Come on, grow up. Because, I mean, even if that is the case, don't say it. Don't project that out there, you know. I'm sure, yes, I know, in, in the chairman's notes and stuff at the... 
start of most seasons and end of most seasons. You know, Levy will often say there is a plan there for success and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, actions speak louder than words. And we've, we've heard all that stuff for 10 plus years now, you know. I mean, the mad thing is, think about this. The mad thing is now, think about 14-15, the Leicester season when it was really all starting to grow and it was all starting to come together, Kane was fucking firing, exciting young players coming through, the team was getting into a place. It's almost a decade ago. Like, we've just woken up and already that's almost a decade ago. Like, it's mad. And we just, we haven't, we haven't improved since then. We've gone downhill. Well, I mean, we did like 16, 17, 17, 18. But if you get what I mean from that period, we've just gone downhill. We've gone downhill and we've got an, what, a big stadium. We put on events. And I, I don't care about that. Some people get really wound up about Lady Gaga and all this stuff. I, could, I couldn't give less of a fuck, you know. Stadium sat there empty. If it can be used to make some money for, for the club, fine. But... <sighs> I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot going on here, right? And this this Wolves performance this afternoon is is frustrating. Um, it's very it's very irritating. But we could see it happen. We've got you know Wolves, in the words of Dan Lowe, the eternal words of Dan Lowe, tricky place to go. I think he actually says tough place to go, doesn't he? Not tricky. In the eternal words of my misquoting. You know, losing to Wolves away, it happens. We obviously prefer that it doesn't happen, but it happens. They're not a two-bob outfit. They're a decent team. But it's just frustrating more the the manner of this stuff, the stuff that we continue to see happen, just the way when... It's always the way with Spurs, when things don't start going our way, the heads just drop, the intensity disappears, and we end up with results like tonight. We end up with results like Sheffield United. Whereas, you know, that was happening to Arsenal for a while. And he's a he's I think he's a despicable little urchin. But the time has come for us to say that Mikel Arteta is legit, you know? Because look at how Gutting it must have been for them at the end of last season. Arsenal get battered everywhere they go. Come to White Hart Lane, get done. Lose their Champions League place to us. And what have they done from there? They've kicked on. They've found an extra level of belief. They've had games like today where they've gone 2-0 down at home to Bournemouth. Everyone's waiting for them to fuck up. The eyes of the nation are on them. Waiting. Can Arsenal sustain this? Can they make it all the way? 2-0 down at home. The memes are getting readied. Everyone's having a good laugh. And then what do they do? They come back and they win it. That's what teams that win the league do. And they are going to win the league. They are. And we, we... We're on the verge of having that. That's what hurts the most. With Pochettino, we had that. It's, it's, as I've said before on here, it's the only time I've ever heard 
mates who support the classic, you know, the Liverpools, Arsenal's, Chelsea's, all that. It's the only time I've ever heard people say Tottenham are a proper team now. He made he made us believe. He made the team believe. He gave the whole club a lift. And yeah, it came to nothing. But we cannot we cannot perpetuate this disingenuous narrative that it was normal. He didn't get backed for what three transfer windows. Mikel Arteta, yep, he's he's. I'm not going to take it all away from him, but he's also spent a fuck of a lot of money. We've we've all seen all or nothing, or most of us have probably seen their all or nothing. And yeah, it's highly dramatized in places. You'd imagine there's a bit of a made in Chelsea vibe about it, but. We saw that scene of him sat down with Edu. We need this type of player in this position. We need a rotation for this player here. We need a player with this profile in this position. And they went out and they fucking sorted it out for him. Didn't happen. It didn't happen for Pochettino. Will it happen this time? Fuck knows. Absolutely fuck knows. But what I do know is that I had a fucking good time last time he was in charge of the club. I've never seen the fan base as unified as it was then, ever. Yeah, I'm sure there are bits of infighting here and there about whatever, certain players and things like that. But for the most part, the club is harmonious. The players believed. And we got to a Champions League final. We had two title races in the Champions League final. I just, you know, I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen again. It may well not, but what I do know is that I'm going to feel connected and I'm going to feel connected to a guy who adores this club. He loves the club. He knows what this club is. We're just made for each other. We are. And I don't, I just can't be bothered to temper this anymore. I can't be bothered to what if, well, mm, uh, is that me speaking from the heart or from the head? I don't care. What I know is, my gut instinct is that I want him back. And I feel that the club needs him back. It's got to happen. Like, we can't just pass it up now. We can't. This is the window. To me now, it's it's now or never, you know. We can't pass it up. Let's just, let's just do it. Um, oh, there's a lot of big stuff going on here, isn't there? Um, this is probably more for one for one of the after-fact pods when I get one of the guests on, so... Let's go on and uh, let's talk about some of the the players. Some of, just some of the players. Um, let's talk about the players. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Fraser Forster. Uh, I thought we had a good performance today. Um, 
I thought he made a number of really good saves. He was pretty alert to most of what was going on. Um, I mean, he conceded a goal, so that's why I'm not saying all of it. But he made some good saves, some good reflex saves. Um, Ruben Neves could have had a, you know, a number of good goals. To be fair, their keeper, um, what's he called? Like Jose Sal Sar? Something like that. Made a number of really good saves. Save from Kulisevsky on about 20 minutes in was pretty special. Um, but we're not talking about him. Fraser Forster, I thought a good performance today. Fine. The blame does not lie with him, in my opinion. Christian Romero, yeah, we need him. You know, it's as simple as that. We've missed him when he's not played. It's mad that he uh, he was dropped against Sheffield United. That's all I'm going to say on it. You know, it's mad. It's madness. We need him. We desperately need him playing. Um, to be in fairness, you know what? I can't. I can't really pinpoint it either, properly because this is one of those games, and this is <laughs> this is why you know a lot of this pod and a lot of this you know a lot of what this pod's about. You know, there are very good podcasts out there, extra inch, everything like that, that will give you more of the kind of like the fully proper tactical view on this type of stuff you know this is mostly about feels this is like you know this is the dar the eye test sort of thing um not really to a degree but mugging myself off now i'm fucking fuming at myself um but do you know what i mean like it's i've spoken to spooky about this type of stuff before i like the themes of football i like the theater of it all um, and sometimes like in games like today when it starts slipping away in the way that it is I just I get too pissed off and I can't concentrate on it and I start looking at my phone and I start tweeting shit because I'm just frustrated and I just can't bear to watch Tottenham when they're like that this afternoon when it's just so obvious that they've given up you just feel so hapless Feel so frustrated watching it. Um, so the, this is a this is a big long roundabout way of saying that like there were certain times in this match where I couldn't give you a, a, a an academic explanation as to what he was doing wrong, but there were just times when I looked at Romero and thought, "What's he doing there? Looks a bit headless chicken." Um, but for the most part, he's brilliant. You know. And he's he's our best defender. This is fucking annoying, isn't it? Um, Longley and Davis fight. I mean, for most of the game, we were pretty solid defensively. This is why it's so fucking irritating, you know. Really, t- to me, the the biggest issue that we've had today is just that, and we've had for most of the season, is that lack of creativity. Is a lack of that Ericsson ball. The Modric ball. Somebody that can just make something happen. And Hoybier, when he's not fucking playing 50 games consecutively, can sometimes, you know, we've seen him play the ball about quite nicely. Skip has it in his locker, I think, to play it about quite nicely, dictate play. But when he's playing in that too, and especially 
against two players like they were today in Lamina and Neves, who are pretty brilliant players. Lamina was great today. I mean, they were unlucky that he, he I think he got injured. It's very hard for like the likes of Skip and Hoybier in this kind of game to really be able to show what they can creatively or at least offensively. And that's when we need that extra kind of like body there. We need somebody that can make those passes, that can look for Harry Kane, that can look for Hummin-Son. Kulisevsky's kind of in an awkward position. But, you know, so as, to my point is Longland Davis, I thought they were fine today. I thought we were defensively pretty decent. Uh, we limited Wolves' kind of real quality opportunities. We dealt with most of what they were kind of bringing to us. But obviously not all of it. And that's what happens when, you know, you don't get a goal. You don't make their players dejected. You don't make them kind of drop their heads. Because really, when you're just kind of blunt, they're always going to, a team like Wolves, especially, especially with the Molyneux crowd, is going to be able to kick into that gear of like, right, we can have these here. This is a top, this is top, that Tottenham have shown up today. And you know what happens when you go at that Tottenham. Everybody knows it. It's fucking irritating. Pedro Porro. Again, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to dig him out, but I'm not going to be too kind to him. He's a forty-five million pound signing. Yes, he doesn't choose his own price tag. I know this. I get this. It is kind of unfair. It's, it's massively unfair, really, to be him with his own price tag. But I just thought there'd be a bit more there. Time to settle. Blah blah. Whatever. I just thought he would look better there'll be a bit more of something to cling on to um i just haven't been that impressed you know that's all i can say i just i just don't find him that impressive and that's that um even perisic just get him out of the club honestly i said it last time i'll say it again again somebody on twitter said to me about like oh, i'd be nice if you could support your own players and stuff I do not give a fuck, mate. Like, he's a... What? We've got him on a one-year contract. He's had a great fucking career. You know? He's having one final little jaunt in the Premier League. But he's too old. He's clearly too old. Don't give a fuck about loyalty to a player that is... He's a mercenary at the end of the day. But I don't... I'm not angry with him about that. I don't care about it. But at the same time, don't give me fucking... It's not... Don't fucking equate this to people sending the most horrific and vile abuse to a player like Jaffet Tanganga, who's a player from our academy, who's played for the club since he was a child, who's grown up in the area. You know, player like Oliver Skip, same deal. You know, it's not the same. Me saying get fucking even Perisic out of the team is because he's old, he's getting a massive fucking salary, and he's fucking useless. He's fucking useless. And I, yeah, I know my tone's quite harsh on this, but, it, you know, it's frustrating because it's disappointing because we've all seen kind of what he was capable of in the past. And yeah, it's just that kind of naive, like, oh, right, no, it's true. He All that shit, you know, when we signed him and we tried to make excuses for it, say, no, he's good. Look at what good Nicky's in. 
ha ha ha, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, delete as applicable, fan. They are desperate to say that it's a you know, a waste of money and he's too old and all this sort of thing. It's a good buy, it's a smart buy. It hasn't been, has it? It's been really disappointing. And like the the thing is, any like I've had a few people try and sort of make the case from oh, well, some of his crosses were good. What two or three fucking crosses at the start of a season? So what, man? Come on, come on. We can all see what a flop it's been. Like, I just oh, it couldn't come soon enough. Honestly, him and Son don't connect well. They never have done. It's just I can't stand watching him, man. I can't. There are so many times, so many times. Like I said, we we controlled the first half. We dominated possession. We played so much of the game in their half, and people were moving around. People were trying to make stuff happen, and every time the ball would get to him, the attacks would die. He'd either just overhit overhit one of his passes trap the ball really awkwardly or just pass the ball to nobody or pass it backwards pass it fucking backwards it's supposed to be this like exciting kind of whatever man like it's it's damning this is the thing like and again people think I'm saying this like I'm Ben Davis's biggest fan it's not a good thing that you're saying this. No fucking shit. No fucking shit that it's not a good thing me saying the best left wing back performances this season have been when Ben Davis has played there. Oh, God, oh God. thanks. Thanks for letting me know that that's not a good thing. But regardless of whether you think it's a good thing or not, it's true. And it's, you know, I don't, whatever. Um, Skip and Hoybe, I sort of spoke about them, didn't I, already? It's a tough afternoon for them. They did. They sort of did their best. It was a real battle between um, them and Lamina and Neves. I thought Skip was, you know, I've, I thought he was the better of the two, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I thought Hoybier was, at times, especially in the second half, was having one of those afternoons um, where he just, you know, it just doesn't go for him. Um but you know the two of them couldn't couldn't really be expected to do too much. That I think they did the, the the least of what was expected of them, which was to kind of shore up the midfield and protect the defense as much as they could. Um, I thought they did that pretty well. But going forwards, there wasn't much there, was there? Really? Let's be honest. Uh, Dejan Kolesevsky, one of his better performances today, and it's you know it's good as I've been saying, holding on to that kind of hope that. It's not the end for him. Well, I mean, obviously not the end for him, but just in respect that, like, he's clearly just been carrying a knock. He needs to get her back up to full confidence. I think he'll be golden next year again after a rest this summer. Um, and he was, you know, he, again, he got tired in the second half, and I think that just points to his fitness once again. Um, but he was looking a, a lot sharper in that first half more willing to take risks. Had that, like I said earlier, had that lovely shot that their keeper managed to push around the post. Linking up well with Sonny. 
it's a good performance from him today. Green shoots, real green shoots are promised there. Not just green shoots, I would say there are buds appearing. There you go. Hummin Son, uh, I'm sure it will, you know, split opinion, but I thought he was good today, actually. You know, thought he looked more like Son. I thought he was creating problems for them. Um, I'm gonna blame per- I, you know I'm gonna blame Perisic again. I just don't think Perisic has ever been on the same page as Son. Um, I don't even get the impression that they actually like each other very much. Uh, and I think Son was trying his best. I think he he you know he was having a f- good few shots um, in some positions, and they were you know pretty ruthless in places. Pretty ruthless. Oh well, just rasping. There we go. Let's say rasping. That's better. A few rasping shots. And he uh, he was good. More of that, please. More of that, Sonny. Um, Harry Kane. He's Harry Kane, isn't he? He's our best player by miles. All game long, they were kicking lumps out of him. Their fans are all abusing him all game long. And anything that was going to happen was coming from him. He was spraying balls about. He was trying to get on the end of whatever anybody could create for him. There's nothing really going. And he's getting back into that zone. He's getting into that pomp that he gets to when he starts taking players on. Because people don't don't people don't see him as that type of player. But he's just fucking brilliant, man. He did it against Chelsea the other day. He weaved through like three, four, and he's he did it again today. Um he's done it again. Um There's nothing more to say about Harry Kane as a is exceptional. Um, Lucas Moura came on okay so Danjima what is just you know was he uh, was he even on the bench no or was he yeah Danjima must have been on the bench he was wasn't he Um, Google is saying that we had a Gronewelt on the bench Um, so obviously there data's a bit fucked up I'm guessing that's a another Dutch player by the name um, so I'm assuming that oh hang on what wow okay Arnat Danjuma Gromveld you learn something new every day <laughs> fair enough So yeah, Dan Juma was on the bench. Um, why didn't he come on? Fuck knows. Who knows? You know, let's just bring on Lucas Moura again. Emerson Richarlison, not really much time at all. I can't believe I fucked that Groenveld thing. And the thing is though, you know, if I was a coward, right? If I was a coward, I'd have edited that out, right? But what you get here is raw. You get real, right? Don't you ever forget that. I'm consciously putting out something that's going to make me look silly. Because that's just, you know, I am authentic, authentic. You know, you see kind of, I sit in, I I work in and around social media spaces, right? I see people, suits, make these flashy kind of PowerPoint presentations to wow a load of usually 40 or 50 something old white blokes, 
to tell them, look, if you want to sell to the kids, you want to sell to them Gen Zs, right? What you need to do is be authentic. Just be like their mate, you know, Mr. Coca-Cola. So when you see, you know, a goal highlight go out on Twitter, do you know what you know what Coca-Cola does? They spin their baseball cap around and they get on there and they say, Wow, what a wavy baller. That was lit, fam. And then you see people posting memes at them saying silence brand with the you know the big like war of the worlds type water tower alien shooting lasers from its eyes and they <laughs> look they're bantering with us because we're authentic and they'll buy more of our coca-colas now and that's what happens that's what makes that's what makes all this shit so I don't I don't even know where that point's going it just it's it's tiresome isn't it it's all fucking tiresome this is this fucking Tottenham experience now Oh, oh oh he's magic you know, Maurizio Pochettino, he's magic, you know. Thank you very much for listening to Rule the Roost podcast once again. I've been your host, Jack Tetrunk. Whatever you want to call me, within reason, please don't be too nasty. My ego is very fragile. Um... You can support the show by the Buy Me A Coffee website thing. Um, I said a few weeks ago, maybe, maybe, maybe considering doing some uh, additional paywally stuff. Um, and a decent response. Fair few people sending me messages and stuff saying, you know, because I was sort of saying, maybe I'll do like pre-match stuff and all that. And overwhelmingly people like, don't bother talking about the football. Just do some more stuff about, like, you know, talk to other people about films and music and all that type of stuff. So maybe, you know, maybe I'll do that. But this is a football podcast at the end of the day. So maybe I'll... I don't know. Continue to... If you make the case to me, slide into my DMs or wherever. Just say, you know, if you think Patreon, paywall stuff is an idea or not. Like I say, I've got a funny relationship with it. I find it awkward. I'm not the biggest fan of paywall stuff, but... I am also a fan of paying my bills. So, you know, you know, it's just how it works. But I'm not definitely doing that. This would never go behind it. The main pod would never go behind it. So that's fine. I'm not going to do that. Um, it would only be additional stuff. But anyway, Tottenham Hotspur have lost to Wolverhampton Wanderers. And I've spoken lots about that. So bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 